And welcome to this week's edition of Winging It with Payne and Rico. Our special guest this week is Ricky Bush. Welcome, Rick. Good afternoon, gents. Yep. Yeah, nice to see you, mate. So, we'll start off, like we always do most weeks, at the beginning, Rick. Football, when you first started? Yeah, born into a footballing family, right across the board. Big yeah. Bristol City supporting family as well. Um, but yeah, I started off playing, playing local football in South Bristol. Um, and then ended up at Avon Athletic, where I played for right away through the youth ages, really, with uh, um, yeah some very good players who have gone on to play for like Long or Green, a lot of them. So to stick to one club, which, as you know, since I've become an adult, <laughs> I certainly haven't done. Um, but yeah, to stick with one club with um, John O'Brien up at Long or Green. Um, yeah, it's been good, been good. Yeah. So who's your teammates at Avon? Um, the Summers brothers, so oh, right, um, yeah. yeah, Andy Summers, his brother Mark. is a few years older. Mark? Mark, yeah, I know he's still involved at Longwell Green. Good player. Um, Dembiki, Craig Dembiki was out there for a few years, I'm not sure what he's doing now. Okay. We had some good players, good players who went on to sort of play sort of Western League football and a little bit of Southern League as well. So you say you're from a footballing family, so your, bro- your brother's the goalkeeper, is that right? He is, yeah, he's still playing regularly up at Hengrove Hengrove, now. Yeah, I've seen him playing, yeah, yeah. good, yeah, good goalkeeper. He could have a very good goalkeeper, yeah. He's, um, he's had the opportunity to play a lot higher over the years. I think family commitments and travelling. Um, I know Plymouth Parkway were keen to get him down there a couple of years back with a bit of money, but just a travelling for him. But yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. goalkeeper and without being biased, probably one of the best goalkeepers at sort of Western League level, to be honest, if mm. not higher. Yeah, fair play. And is that your only brother? It is, yeah. yeah. And then um, sort of dad's dad been a referee. Yeah, yeah. 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 referee for years, hasn't he? Yeah, so, um, yeah, referee for years. Now he's done all the sort of local local football, um, done all the cup finals in the middle on the line, fourth official. Um, I think working for the family business of doing blinds, yeah. he, he's, he's become the blind man. He's also a referee. <laughs> so I think he's paid off for that for a number of years as well. That fits, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. <laughs> is, he, is he still doing it? Is it he is. Yeah, he's still doing it. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's still doing it regularly. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing, but he's probably doing four or five games a week is now. He? Yeah, he's doing a lot of the university matches as well and college games as well as his oh, suburban great. Saturday football where everyone knows him. Brilliant. Yeah. So going back, to, obviously, to your school days and stuff. Did your dad was he the one fetching and carrying you and doing like most parents do? Yeah, my man dad, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, both of them, and also Nan was always tagged yeah. along for the ride. So yeah, we were sort of yeah every weekend. It was me playing a couple of games, my brother playing a few. My sister was at Kingston Town Ladies when she was a lot lot younger. Right. Um, so yeah, just every weekend was football, getting dragged around, and yeah, but mum and dad loved it as well. So it wasn't wasn't too bad at all and in fairness to them they're still big supporters of me and my brother playing now as well which is well, which is nice yeah not much time to watch if he's refereeing every week and every day isn't <laughs> exactly <he? laughs> yeah any excuse to get out from doing that now and again yeah, go and have a watch yeah so was it even even after was that from what age was that like 10 probably, 11 yeah probably about 8 or 9 actually yeah right yeah, through to under 16s and then yeah straight into men's football really so what was your men's football what was your leap oh it was I think I went straight into playing for Wessex Wanderers in the Suburban League just sort of is that like, a no side? no they were based over sort of Horfield Way at the time oh, really? um, yeah I went straight over there lovely club good set up and it was just a nice introduction to sort of men's football really didn't get kicked around too much did you? Um, no that started a few years later and <laughs> you know what I'm like as a player um, yeah once players realised they could kick me I got kicked a bit but um, yeah that was my first introduction really and I loved it. Really enjoyed sort of getting into my football, sort of at men's level, um, and then yeah, pushed myself a little bit. Go and sort of play play in Western League eventually. Yeah. Very short spell at Mangotsfield in the Southern League at the time. 
which is a bit of a big eye-opener for me because I, re- I didn't really have any sort of drive to want to play that level. But to get the opportunity under Phil Bater at the time was great. I, re- I enjoyed it. enjoyed the experience, played at some nice grounds. But I think at that level, you've, you've got to be really committed to want to play. And I just wanted to play football with my mates, to be honest. And to have the ability was a bonus, but I just enjoyed playing with to my mates. To be honest, I play with a lot of footballers, especially because I'm obviously a Irish player. Yeah. And I've seen so many good players when I was younger and they were just content yeah. to play with their men and that's, yeah. that's if that's what floats their boat then yeah. so be it but yeah. I do it, it for me looking at people yeah. I do get frustrated do you yeah. think yeah you know how many times you see play, players we, you know I've watched a lot of football like Tony and you go out and you see players you think why in he do it and then then you watch a professional match and professional players and you think all they've got is that driving ambition exactly. that's yeah. what get on that you know, further yeah. up the ladder, if you might. But yeah. people with ability, I think, if you just had that bit more passion and you see where you go in the game, and, you know, we've said it countless times, you know, the people you meet on those travels, where you go yeah. further into football and stuff. So, yeah. but, you know, but I'm so that you did play at a decent level. Didn't yeah, you? I, had, I had that opportunity and it was great. And But I've probably spent most of my time playing in the Somerset Leagues, sort of Somerset yeah. County. So most of my contacts then became around that. Every ground you travel to, every village yeah. you go to. and. Yeah. Someone would always recognise you and know you, so that was nice and yeah. built some good relationships. Yeah. The bit that bugs me more than anything about it, you know, you you go in the you go in the pub have a beer and you'll hear somebody, oh, I could have done, I could yeah. play for yeah. Man United, yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to be a pro player, yeah. and, oh, I could have done that, and you think to yourself, yeah. why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you didn't when you had the opportunity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, but I've, I've, I've said that it is probably one of the biggest things you've got to have that determination haven't you, you have. I think it's very different now nowadays when you look at elite players and premiership players and even sort of national league players the drives there they want to push themselves they're training hard whereas before it was more about the social and if you're a good footballer and you had the chance brilliant but yeah very different nowadays yeah I mean it's like you know you look at the very very top levels you see the like you're lucky now you like your messes in Ronaldo yeah. you can see their journey because it's all outlined with their kids exactly and you see they like people like Messi moved away from their homeland Argentina yeah. to go to yeah. Spain when they were kids, kids yeah. yeah. and you know and they think well yeah you've got it on a plate what does kick a ball but what journey they've done to leave their families and go to another country yeah. you know and it, you know all that goes into a character you've got to add that character I suppose to make it any top level sport haven't you so yeah. I know we're digressing a little bit from where we were but yeah, I just yeah. you know but it's, it is important you know Gary Neville yeah you know Phil Neville yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know they just had that drive didn't they well, and, and, and again going back to where you you started with your parents and still involved now you know Neville Neville yeah, Dad. Mm. He was a driving force. He was involved yeah. in football. Well, their daughter was a was it a netball netball from yeah. England. Or so. Yeah, yeah, fair play to the family, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, they've obviously got some talent somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So going back to you, uh, Rick. So where where did you go after Wessex? You said Longwood Green. Yeah, uh, yeah, mainly around the Somerset League. So yeah. a lot of us were at Pensford altogether. Oh. So sort of mid Somerset level. Yeah. Um, and at Pensford, you could attract players from Bristol. So a load of us all came out of Bristol, played for Pensford. Yeah. The standard in our first season was poor, and we had a very very good side. Players who Liam Farmer went on Bristol Manor oh. Farm, yeah. Ryan Parsons, Blue O'Connor all played sort of a decent level. And we were all together in what would have been back then the Mid-Somerset League. And we pretty much won everything for three years. Leagues and Cups. 
and it was good. We enjoyed our time, good tours at the end of the season. But then after those three years, that was when all of us sort of went off Western League, bit of Southern League. Um, those who wanted to take it a bit more seriously did, and those who just stayed local kind of did with that, really. So, yeah, it was when I then went on to sort of Mangotsfield, uh, Bishop Sutton for a short period. Yeah. Um, who did you go to Bishop Sutton with? Who was there? So, Andy Greatbanks was our yeah. manager at Pensford. Um, so, he then took over the reserves. So, a lot of us went in at the reserve level right. and then kind of stepped up through there, really. Right. And Mangotsfield, to be honest, for me, was a massive fluke because I went there... Um, as under 18's coach so Polly was running so you got your coaching at a very young age eh? I was yeah well, I got me coaching badges straight away I got me refereeing badge straight away <laughs> um, so yeah t- took over at the under 18's got called up to help out with the reserves because they had a lot of young players and I, was, I wasn't old but they needed someone slightly older to calm the rest down and yeah I played a few games and Phil Bayer picked me up from there and asked to play a cup game midweek and done well and yeah before I knew it, I was playing playing a few games for the first team which I, I loved I really enjoyed in front of some good crowds where we played Yates Town on I think it was New Year's Day I think it was four or five hundred watching that which is amazing who was like, Angus filled down with you um, so Geron Bater was playing um, Michael Meeker what a player like um, he was one of the first players kind just, of looked at he just let you know he's a good player don't he? <laughs> he certainly does Every, everyone knew <laughs> yeah I mean watching him play as a centre forward and I was I was playing just behind the ball going to his feet and he, he'd never lose possession for you he'd either keep the ball and something will come of it or win you a free kick that was his game when you look at the likes of Alex player, Scott yeah. now yeah. he's a clever player for Bristol City because he will always do something with the ball and Meeks was a great example and yeah we had some good players at that level but yeah, a bit of travelling around as well was always enjoyable on the coach. But I think the first game I played from was um first away game was Northley away. Middle the other side of Oxford. Yeah. The middle of kind of nowhere and yeah, leaving at eight o'clock at the ground. It was a sloop as well. It was, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was happy to turn up at two o'clock for a half two kickoff most weeks, <laughs> to be honest. So let's turn up for a coach journey at eight in the morning. Yeah, that's what I said though, Rick, it is the commitment if you want to play it at that is. level. Yeah. Right? yeah. But you've sampled it, haven't you? And you enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. Met, met some good players, played with some good players. Yeah. Um, so when did I you played for me didn't you I it did was, yeah I was at Bruce Reserves that's right yeah, so Bruce, I, do we, do we, I must have I think you called me I think you had about 10 games left in, right. you had to play the games in about 3 weeks it was ah. when it was like that and, uh, for the league, won't we, the yeah and you rang up and said any chance you can come and play a couple of games and yeah, yeah played a few games got a bit of stick in the paper from you as always <laughs> I had a beautiful hairstyle back then um, so you can't say that now can you but um, two balls it was yeah wouldn't pass the ball to anybody fair play to you really he was a good dribbler I'll give you that yeah, yeah no I loved good. it we had, I really enjoyed it up there to be honest because uh, sort of camaraderie around the, around the club he's always yeah. had that reputation yeah. but sort of yeah be at the club with you and a few of the other lads Danny Gabara was playing and yeah, we had a, had a good side, in fairness. Well, we had a few of the old boys, didn't we? Like, you know, we had to... Brad, Brad, Brad was in the middle as well. I say old boys are a lot younger than me, but they're still... Yeah, exactly. Football-wise, yeah. yeah. You had Brad, Jeff, Scads. That's right, yeah, all of them yeah. playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to break him up from fighting most he of the did, time. most of the time. That's when Brooks, he started, like, Lee Brooks, yeah. started right. with us, and then yeah. he went on to... He's still at Bris, he? Bris so, now, and doing yeah. very well. And so, yeah. yeah. he got a great squad of players out there to... With two new boys out there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's a great sign of now. And Perks is winding a few up on Twitter, isn't he? I love is seeing he? that. Oh. Yeah, every week. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from him, but I love seeing him. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's oh, always I something. I have to oh, look yeah, at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's normally posting something about money or something that's going on out there. Yeah. Yeah. But they, um, 
just digressing for a second, the Western League has come out again, hasn't it? It has. You know, there's, there's uproar. Yes. Yeah. Teams appealing left, right, and centre won't go into this league, and Mangotsfield are. Mangotsfield's come down. Come down. Have they? Yeah. yeah. What? But Mangotsfield are going into the Western League again? Yeah. 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 I think it makes sense, though, do you? Really, for the geography of it all? <sighs> yeah, but you, you still look at that Western League Prem, you've still got to go into Cornwall five, yeah. six times. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, you know, Mace all moved up, haven't they? And uh, obviously, yeah. the part where he went previously, but yeah, it's still, it's still some still traveling. a lot of travelling. And that's what's putting players off in teams off in yeah it's the, even just the cost of a coach for these clubs it's, yeah. it's bonkers how teams can afford it well and the referees are paying your old man and oh, you yeah. the referee oh, we charge <laughs> <laughs> five times a week I'll get a job like that definitely pays the bills yeah yeah no tax on that no yeah. <laughs> always cash no so where you went into obviously playing Mangansfields and that so what did you do then you got more into the coaching side or yeah you... so I got into sort of trying to coach a bit more regularly yeah. um, so I coached the England under 17s women's did you? side so that was organised through an organisation called Clubs for Young People so it was done slightly separately to the FA yeah. but we had players who then had the opportunity to get into sort of the full England setup in thoroughly enjoyed coaching it because so what was this in the early days of the women's football because yeah, I know you're 39 whatever now yeah. so when are you when we talking how old you were then so it must have been I was probably probably mid-twenties I would have been in so what year is that would have been Work it out. 2000 and yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be doing maths now <laughs> 2010 to that yeah it would have been around yeah. about that time so I just finished playing at uh, Mangusfield um, and I'd done coaching like I said with the under 18s there and I've been coaching sort of anything from teaching four and five rules, the basics of football, through to sort of men's side. So when the women's opportunity came up, it was brilliant. Like, so how did that opportunity come around? So I was working for Young Bristol at the time, the charity. Like my, and my, my nephew worked That's right, well. yes. Yeah. Another referee, he's overpaid. Just won, just, yeah, but he just won the award, yeah, he must say that on he's one of Yeah, he's one of the top uh, referees in fairness. I've, I've known Will for years and... Yeah. I think the reason for what you're saying I don't want to say anything that's going to upset him yeah so I'm better off saying this but yeah he's, um, he's a lovely lad and I think I think for referees to be honest being a nice person and being able to talk to players is yeah. half the battle and I think that's what my old man's done to wait yeah. over the years and Will's exactly the same so but that was, that's what it was about years ago wasn't it you could yeah. speak to referees you could, you could talk to, talk to yeah. referees referees could talk to players have a bit of a laugh and everyone got on Whereas now it's, yeah, very different. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, going back to the youth sort of stuff, it was, I was at Young Bristol, the club's young people stuff came up and they asked if I'd take over. So I ran it for two years, got to travel around the country. And this was the women's side? Women's side, yes. Um, and yeah, I think... What I mean is you went straight in Young Bristol, you started coaching the women straight away? Or at you... Young Bristol, yeah. yeah. But we also had the sort of representative side for Bristol, probably under 15 boys side. Right. And I'd done a bit with that, but it wasn't as enjoyable as the women's game because no. the girls who were there wanted to be there as well. Yeah. So you're coaching 15, 16-year-old girls who, if they weren't interested in going out with their friends, if they weren't interested in boys, they were playing football. And we had some fantastic players. And I think... The talent we had in Bristol was great. The talent in London was superb. But you get up north, the girls that we managed to get on board from Newcastle, Man City, were fantastic. Yeah. And just so easy to coach. And we went into the Home Nations tournament two years in a row, won it both years. Well, that's so um, cheap, isn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, kids came involved for me then. So yeah. my daughter was, um, my daughter was born, so... That kind of took the priority then, and I think it's been the same since for me in terms of playing and coaching and refereeing. Really, I sort of coach, play, and referee as and when I can. 
the, the women you said about enjoy the occasion what made it enjoyable because they listen more yeah, they, they listen yeah. they wanted to learn so the yeah. stuff you you do all your badges you do your way for badges and you can actually put that into into practice whereas with a lot of other clubs there's bits you can do but with the girls game they wanted to be there they wanted to learn they wanted to better themselves and yeah to then go into to get to go over to Ireland for two years stay in hotels play the game against other good good nations as well. Like Wells had a fantastic side um, in the women's game. A lot of them have gone on to play sort of at a good level. But I think the women's game in England now is... Well, so I, that's why I say when you were on about 2010, I mean, I know you'd done it a few years ago and that's probably the first time I sort of looked at it when mm. Tim was involved, like yeah. the Rovers and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But you're saying that. But now, in the last few years, I mean, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, and the standards even... I, I thought the girls we had were fantastic players and they were at that time. Yeah. But you look at the standard now and the game's completely different the way it's played. We tried to play football. It was when the sort of passing game was coming in, but there's still a little bit in the women's game of sort of kick and chase. And we tried to play it the right way. And we, we must have been doing something right. But you look at the women's game now, the way it's played, passing out from the back. And it's never going to be the men's game. Of course, it isn't, but... But this is the people now that actually watch it, isn't it? And do it. it's like the other week they played, and they sort out Wembley again, yeah. didn't they? You know, which is, you know, I, like I said, before 2010, mm. they probably would have got 10,000 maybe. Yeah. But to get what is now, what, 100,000? Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. And i got to be honest, I mean, I was, I, I watch it, if it's there, because I watch any sport. In fact, I watched the um, World Manicure Championships last night. <laughs> and that was a nail biter finish. <laughs> hey! The team's better, do they? No button. Really but I will watch it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the Premier League and the yeah. FA Cup was on the other day. Do you know what I mean? So, fair play, it has grown massive. But again, it started like years ago, and you've had a, a, a role in that, yeah. I suppose, in bringing people on, getting them involved. So, fair yeah. play. So, all aspects of football for you, then, really? Yeah, and so, the refereeing I've not done for a while, I've left that to the old man to do, but. Yeah, sort of, but playing the game now, it's just kind of helping outside as and when I can and still feel fit as a fiddle, so I want to get back playing. Now the kids are starting to starting to get a bit older, I can watch my boys' games on a Sunday. Is he keen? He is, in fairness, and he's, yeah, he's really keen to learn as well. He's playing up an age group at the moment, so he's playing, he's going into under-10s, so he's only eight at the moment. Right. But for him, it's been the best thing he could have done. Who's he's, he playing for? So he's at Imperial. Imperial, yeah. Yeah, so um, really good club, good setup. Obviously, Lee Gillett's done fantastic. Obviously, his old man Darwin. Where are they based, Imperial? So they're over at South Bristol Sports Centre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Because Wichert's um, there as yeah, well, Yeah, that's why Wichert yeah. shared the ground with them. And yeah, he's he's doing fantastic. He's loving it. Um, he's all left foot and he gets stuck in. So I actually have no idea where <laughs> where he gets that from, to be honest. But um, yeah, he just he enjoys his football, which is, at that age, the most important thing. Um, and, and he wants to learn. So again, that's half the battle at that age. So you're not going to get involved in coaching his team, yeah? I've deliberately stayed away, to be honest. There's, yeah. um, they've got two guys who run it at the moment who are doing a great job. For me, I watched, my brother runs St. Aldham's under, I think, 11s or 12s for his boy. And the hassle he has to deal with every week with oh, setting up the yeah, team and parents. And I just think I just want to watch my boy play. And it's difficult not to say too much. I really I only really coach him away from when he's... Yeah. training or as he's at a game I don't to say be, too much to be fair I think at eight not too much coaching then is it 
do you reckon? You should just, I know they do now, but I think, don't they just let the natural bit come out and then, because, I mean, I think we've mentioned it a few times on here before. I mean, we never really had structured football no. until we were 11 or 12. No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I played for Bristol Boys under 11, so I yeah. think that was the first time mm. with other schools. You, you couldn't play in your school team when you were eight. Yeah. You had to be like 10, didn't That's you? Right. 11 in yeah. the last year at junior school, and then you played in your school team. Yeah. So uh, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is it, it worth letting just a... Enjoy it. Don't get too heavily. You know, you've got to run here. You've got to do this and that. And then when it comes to, you know, maybe the last year at school, going up to the senior school, then sort of saying, right, you know, which position yeah, do you fancy? It. Yeah. It's, it's the age at the moment where they've got to enjoy their football, give them a bit of structure, get them to understand the game. Mm. But then most of the teams are like that, which is fantastic. They had a game probably going back two months ago against... I wouldn't name the side, but to watch the way Come what on, they were bit, doing was a bit, bit, a bit controversial. <laughs> <laughs> we just use a colour, which, which we call them green. Um, and they, yeah, it was it was just embarrassing. They sort of they probably had eight coaches. They had as many coaches as they did kids. They came onto the pitch with a huge boombox playing while they were doing and this their is eight year old kids. <laughs> they had punch bags, so the kids were running up and punching the punch bags. And one one coach was stood on the side. It, of the like pitch. It's a it was, and the coach was stood on the side, covering his mouth while he was giving instructions to eight year old kids. Oh god! As if the parents or other the other managers were looking over. Oh. And it was just embarrassing. I think the game ended up one all, and on paper they should have won. They've got some great players playing for them. And I think if you've got good players and they want to be coached a bit more, brilliant. But it's just a bit embarrassing to eight, see. Eight years of age, you've got that express. Of course you have. Yeah. yeah. And they were I mean, so... And I think when they came off the pitch drawing one all, my boy's side was buzzing with it. Whereas they were gutted they drew one all. And it was... Yeah. It's a Sunday morning. Let's let the kids enjoy their yeah. football a little bit. That's right, yeah. I, I'm a bad loser, but, you know, at that age, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Yeah. You know, you, that comes. Did you coach Tony at the young? Your little when he was no. younger. No. Did you do any of the kids sort no. of football? No. Only, only, only Rovers and Swindon. Um, and what age was that? Um, always fifteens, fifteens mm. and up. Yeah, because I only done like the young kids. Yeah. I mean, again, it was eleven, twelves, and mm. that. And then but, boy played, but but when I played it 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 Bath, yeah. I took on the Timsbury kids and took them through from under elevens to oh, under sixteens. While I was still playing. All oh, right. Um, yeah. But again, you do. I mean, I've had it, but like you said, Rick, about the parents and yeah. everyone wants a pin, and you feel obliged. You know, there's always a couple of kids that ain't the best, and they come every week, and you've got to play God, them. Give them a game. And, you know, mine was one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, again, you want them to enjoy it. If they come in every week and it's, you know, a, a middle of December or whatever and it's freezing cold, you've got them stood in a long coat. You've just got to let them play, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, I, and I know I talked to mates of mine who have done it, you know, and the kids. And, you know, Jeff Hazel said the other week his little one was going along and he was, the manager was picking the same team yeah. every week. Mm. So four of them were getting a game. So they've had to have meetings and meetings. What? Go somewhere else. Ages boy won't get yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is that I sort of said, well, go somewhere else. But like he was saying, he said, but all his mates at the moment, yeah. Yeah. you know, at 11, are trying, mm. they're all there. So they you don't want to leave yeah. them, do you? Yeah. yeah. You get a little bit of confidence playing a few games. But I, I, I just think you've got to give everyone a game at that level yeah. or go, you know, like go down somewhere where 
you will get an opportunity because there's yeah. always team. I mean, I always coached the worst team. Out of, you know, if there's three teams, I had the third team. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, I want my boy to play and just enjoy it and see if he wanted to get into it. Yeah. He never, and that's the way it went. But you were a go. I think as well, if, 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 if you're managing your son or coaching your son, you're either hard on him yeah. or soft on him. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. seen it, Roland, Jeff Sherwood. Harry was the best thing since sliced bread. Palms was the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, hard mm-hmm. on James Palmer. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it's it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult. But what, you, what would you look at yours? I was hard. No surprise there. But that's what he will say. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where we go, where do we go after this then? Regular girls so, football. Yes, yeah, so yeah. and then sort of playing a bit of Western League football. Then so you I went back it. again. Yes, yeah, so I went up to. Um, so I ended up at Pengrove with John Durbin was first team manager right good old Grantley Dix was assistant manager god and I was coach and yeah so how did you you get on with Grantley (laughs) yeah we had a good laugh he's um, he's a real character in here and I like the bloke always have done and yeah it just worked really well between the three of us and yeah we first season up there we had Hengrove's highest ever finish as a club I think we finished 8th or ninth in the league is that the Western League Western League one yeah yeah it was great up there and it just worked so when you, sorry, sorry about it. When you took over, where was Jamie Hillman in that then? So he'd been there and gone off, and oh, then right, obviously okay. now he's come back up there. Yeah, so right, I played right, under yeah, him before, it. played under him after as well. Yeah. Um, another good manager, to be honest, and good manager I played under and learned stuff from as well in terms of coaching that level. Um, but yeah, between the three of us, it just worked. Well, you, I'm intrigued now, right, to have Grantley involved because yeah. Grantley, like, you know want to bash everyone and shout him so when you had your training session what did what was your so training all three of us were involved we all done a little bit here and there but it was the match days that was when you really got to <laughs> see Grantley in action if, if you went in at half time and you were winning he'd stand back and wouldn't really say a lot um, John would do the nicey nicey stuff and little arm around the shoulder of the player who might need picking up and I'd do the tactical stuff but if you were losing 3 4 no at half time <laughs> even though I didn't want to go in there <laughs> He used, yeah, he lost his head a few times, and rightly so. Um, but what worked well there was we had players who needed that. Yeah. We had players who needed John just to go, it's going to be all right, we'll get yeah. going again, and we'll pick things up. But you also had the players who needed the kick, and Grantley certainly delivered that, and it worked for them. It worked for those players, and yeah, we had a good good season up there, and plenty of some good sides as well, and plenty of some nice grounds. You go to like some Melksham at the time, yeah. just had their new ground, new pitch, lovely setup. Um, and they were a club we, I remember going there one season and uh, we were chatting to our manager before the game he said look at your pitch what a beautiful pitch you've got like, you must be able to play football on this he said we don't keep the ball on the floor he said we play a long ball to our centre forward who's <laughs> six foot six he said we ain't touched the pitch all season to be <laughs> honest so no wonder it's in great condition yeah no it's a great setup at Melksham it is they yeah deserve a lot of credit I know they got a lot of, lot of grants in that but yeah. Did you play with your brother at all at uh, any clubs? Um, Wessex for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Hengrove. Yeah, got to play with Hengrove. Yeah, and he's, um, like we said, a fantastic goalkeeper. Anyone who knows him, he's, he's a nice guy. What's the goal. gap in the ages between you? Three years. He's three years younger than me. Um, same hairline as me. That's what I'm um, just thinking. You know, like going back to the start, when you yeah. had your dad taking you, if, did you play for the same clubs then or did you have to no, play different so he, ranks all the time? Yeah, so he so grew you up playing for... Who, who you go with, haven't you? It was. So he grew up playing for Brislington. So he spent all of his youth years playing for Briz. I was at Avon Athletic. 
so yeah opposite sides of travelling as well in so what they took one see one of you one week and one the next yeah mum and dad picked their favourites so they didn't watch much of me to be honest <laughs> oh, the one, to, yeah exactly <laughs> oh you're that point oh yeah day. but yeah he was, um, yeah playing at Hengrove with him he's fantastic keeper he knows the game inside out great shot stopper but he's also got a fiery side to him as well and a lot of people don't really see that but you see him on a pitch he's determined to win the tone you touched on it just now about not wanting to lose I've always been the same I don't want to lose any game of football I'm playing but I, and I teach my boy that like try and win every game but if you lose accept it and develop from it whereas my brother well, you learn something from it innit yeah, yeah of course it is well, what can you learn from losing today and yeah my bro- my boys pick that up we had my brother yeah, he wouldn't talk to no one for about two days to be honest <laughs> um, but yeah it's, that's probably the only times we've ever played played together really mm. so you didn't rowing that like most brothers no not really <laughs> and when I was playing centre half and with him just behind he would um, yeah, he'd still shout and ball at me but we've always got on to be honest so it's not been too bad yeah mm. and he'd let everyone know what's going on in front of him as well so uh, yeah I always hear from him we've, we've mentioned it you know about the winning men- mentality you know yeah. our training sessions in Bath and that yeah. they were, they were violent it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only word you could use to destroy yeah. them but uh, yeah. yeah so where do you where do you see you said playing a bit of Vets football playing yeah. up front scoring 15 goals 15 or? goals yeah and as I touched on the wrong time with you before it was I'm enjoying it it's with my mates yeah. um, so it's playing for a team called Talk Club which is a men's mental health sort of charity okay. it's great we, we play the games it's and, but we've got players who still play regular football as well yeah. and the standard of some of the teams in the league isn't great so for me to score the goals and playing up front <laughs> it says something but I know sort of that Vets Division 1 of the Vets League you've got like Yank Tang played against them a couple of years ago in the Vets what a side they've got players who are still still playing regularly sort of at Western League level if not higher and it was great to play against them but now most of the teams in that division are very good sides but the rest of the vets is just people who want to play football still. But yeah, I want to get back playing. I want to get back playing regularly and yeah, still do it while I still can still play the game, to be honest, and do a bit of coaching. I've had Ryan Perrett's where he's been on the phone from Ashton and Batwell. He, I'm not sure what his plans are next year, but he'll want me to go somewhere with him. Um, so yeah, I'll do something again next year. Yeah. Still got love for it. Most definitely, yeah. I still still love playing it. I still love watching it. I watch like you, Dave. Watch any game, yeah. whatever's on the telly, I'll put on. And if there's a game going on locally, I'll go and watch. And watch quite a lot of Western League football this season, which has been been good. Anything from Old London. And in some ways, it's nice catching up with the players I played against over the years as well. So I'm going to throw this one in. Do you think the Western League's deteriorated in its standards? No, Playing I don't. Standards? Yeah, I don't think it has. To be honest, I think yeah. it's. I think because there's a bit of money involved now at that level I think you're starting to attract players who have played the game and wanting to step down and are willing to go to a club where they will get a bit of money and fair play to them especially the young lads coming through I think there's some good young kids coming coming through the club you look at Hengrove they've got some very good young players um, and pushed a lot of us older ones out the last couple of years which is what was needed but yeah I don't think it's too bad to be honest I think it's some good sides I think the teams from Cornwall there's some great sides down there but it's the travelling is the issue for for players and I think that might put players off the next couple of years yeah well the amalgamation of the South West Peninsula and the Western League how that didn't go through on never ever no. see the thing is what you've got to think with Bricky Tony, he's only 39 so yeah. we're thinking a bit 
Less than yeah, yeah, twenty three yeah, years yeah. ago. He's probably thinking of it ten, yeah. twelve years ago, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, yeah, it probably ain't massive difference, but it is it seems to change every year the structure of the Western League. It does. It? But, yeah. I don't know who's playing where. No, teams so. wanting to move or and not being allowed, some being allowed and like Briss this year obviously winning the league but not being able to go anywhere. It's but that was our choice of dropping out there last year, wasn't it? It was, Because yeah. that affects them now. And now yeah. Backwell have dropped out. Ashton yeah, and Backwell have right. to the Somerset League. Yes, they've gone straight into... Um, Did you see Ryan Perris taking over as manager there? He was it. yeah, he was it. Um, Ashton and Backwell helping out that last season. Yeah, so I'm not sure where he'll end up this year. Um, but yeah, he's been around for, for a few different clubs. I played for him at Parsons Street. Right. Like I said, my list of clubs is absolutely endless. Well, he's right. Is he your age, is he? Uh, is yeah, that, he is. is. He? Yeah. <laughs> Because like, um, Andy's boy, isn't it? That's right. Ryan, yeah, yeah. He's Ryan for, playing for the Lions and yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Blame, he's that old, is he? God. Yeah. <laughs> he's been even older now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there's some, there's some good sides around him. So you said about Ryan or Manny. Have you managed the Blitz football then after the women? Did you Mainly manage? coaching. Yeah, the so coaching. never been like the number one and picked the team and done any of that? I did it up here at Purnell's in the Somerset County. So right. they were playing up here at Paul and Rover's ground yeah. at the time. So, again... To attract players at that level was was quite easy because th- that was their home ground. So playing there was lovely. But they, every team that turned up every week, it was a cup final to them to play at Port and Rovers in the Somerset County. Yeah. Um, but I think the money is the big thing at the moment. I I went to Peasdown for a season. That's a hood. Retonian's from. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. His neck of the woods. But yeah, I had a phone call one year saying, "Do you fancy coming down to Peasdown?" And there was no real appeal, but. They were offering players 30 quid a game to play Somerset County. <laughs> and I remember our first game, we had this side together. Again, all the Bristol lads were all promised a little bit of money each week, which is fine. And the first game we played, we played, I think it was well on reserves. I think we won 12 nil. <laughs> and we thought, this is going to be our season. We're going to walk this. The club want to get back in the Western League. Recast, we played Broad Play Ice and lost 2 1. <laughs> and that was it. Then it was like, actually, it's the standard of this league is going to be decent. And um, yeah, playing against like Ben Crew, Luke Crew, Ace yeah. of White. Um, both the Derbs were playing there as well. And they had a good side, a good setup as well. So that was a bit of an eye opener for a lot of the lads who've gone there for a bit of money. So, so going, just going back to Peace then, just for a little bit. Because so, they had two two sides in the end, didn't they? The they did. Cricketers yeah. and, yes. and the yeah. Somerset senior side. And um, I got to give a mention, uh, Pete Young, who was manager and gave me a chance when I was a kid out at Peacetown when I was 14, sort of thing, uh, in the Somerset senior. He's recently passed away a couple of weeks ago. And Barry Gay, mm-hmm. another another yeah. legend out there, um, store of, of the football clubs, and both of them passed away recently. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts with their families because yeah. I, I mean, you know, with all respect, like peace down. I used to hate you in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever team I play with, it might have been DRG, Robs, or yeah. Nelsie. It always seemed to be howling with wind and raining. I don't yeah. know why. And it was one of the first because you had that little shed thing with all that. Right. I yeah. kept. I don't think you were calling idiot, but <laughs> they were just constantly. Banter in, but I don't get wrong. I didn't want a bit of banter, but it was uh, constant, and it went the it went the best surface of pitch, you no. know, and the changing room and stuff. Yeah, and to play against them for years and sort of seeing exactly yeah. that, to then go there and them all being on the side still, and then being your best mates for a season. It they, was because the thing is after the room. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get me wrong. And it was good, good, you know. I mean, I had some great players uh, piece down over the years that you mm. know, like remember coming to Briz, the, the player. Um, oh, good player, you know him. Um, Patchy loved him. Um, 
Oh, Lee Gould. Lee Gould, yeah. yeah. yeah he sp- played in, my, in the Timsbury side that I said I ran. Yeah, for the kids. Yeah, yeah, good player. And, you know, his, his, his dad and that, they, yeah, they were, they were well, Dennis and uh, Barry. But there's the other thing, Tim, like going back to Somerset, where you, mm. play, where you play a lot of football. When I played the Somerset, the attraction for me, apart, you know, because the person teacher I started yeah. off was rough pitches, like yeah. council pitches. Okay. Went to Somerset and you played on lovely pitches. Timsbury, that was a dream yeah. of a pitch for me. Yeah. So, I mean, by the side of the road, you picked it, the, all the lines were lovely, you know. <laughs> you know, went upstairs and had a drink at the time, is at the yeah. cricket pavilion, whatever. Right, well, but then we there. started going there. Mm. It was a love, and you got a lot of these clubs out in Somerset, didn't you? You did. And it was yeah. nice to play on the pitches. <laughs> I said you went a piece of art. <laughs> Get me back on the Bristol Council pitches. It was. Yeah, back on the Danes. And I got to say this: when I when I moved from Peace then to Clandown, <laughs> nobody in the village to smoke me. <laughs> I was like alienated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good days. Yeah. Good days. yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your work. So yes, yeah, so I've been been involved in charities now for 22, 23 years. Yeah. So gone from working with young people. Uh, to older people, community groups, disability groups, and now going to work for a charity working with people with dementia. Right. So for me, it's kind of sort of gone all, all different directions, but it's just that sort of drive to sort of improve people's lives. I think yeah. that's probably where the coaching element came from originally as well, the sort of wanting to support people, wanting to help people. Um, but yeah, it's to be at a charity now where it's one of the worst things I've ever seen people living with dementia really really bad but actually the impact of our work is amazing it's, it is changing their lives it's improving their lives and also their families and their carers as well so it's um yeah i love it absolutely love it and you have the odd moment where you think oh let's go to the charity sector and do something else nah i can't see me ever doing it to be honest i think i'd stick with working for charities just because of the impact of the work so what element of the work do you do then right on that so now i've just become chief exec of the charity so I've gone over the years of kind of sort of the hands-on day-to-day stuff. Um, right what, so you have to, to go out to people's houses and... Yeah, do the assessments, get to meet them, meet the families, and then get them into... So we've got like a day centre we run, we've got a home support service, linking in with other professionals around the area. It's kind of that joined-up approach and making sure the people we're working with get the best support that they need at the time. And it's... I absolutely love it. I really do. Mm. Really do. And we've recently won an award as a charity, which... Fair play charities charity's been going back 30 years now, they've never sort of been recognised. So to suddenly get recognised for the amazing work is credit to sort of everyone involved, really, the staff, the volunteers, and everyone that gets involved and helps with what we do. Oh, fair play, because it is prominent out there now, and it, 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 men, yeah. mental health and like yeah. these other... What's the mental health team you pay for? So the mental health charity is Talk Club. Talk Club. Yeah, it's, um, and it's been amazing. It's, it's been great for the lads where and the one thing we do at Talk Club... And with all the activity they do, we do this thing of how are you out of 10? Because if you say to someone, how are you? You'll get, yeah, I'm all right. And especially us blokes, it's easy to just nod your head and go, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. But actually to say, so how are you out of 10? And some players will go, probably eight, eight out of 10. So what we do before the games, lads get together, we do a team, do a team talk, we have a laugh. And then you go around the circle in, everyone will say, I'm a nine out of 10. I had a good week in work. Misses ain't on me case this week. The kids are doing well. Yeah, I'm buzzing to be honest. And then you get other lads who will say, actually, it's not been the best of weeks. I've lost my job or things are tough. And you can talk. And yeah. but then by the end of the game, we do it again. And you like to, um, the amount of lads who score will go up after the game, even if you've lost four 0 It's the lads are still buzzing because they've been with their mates. They've 
got away from the home, they've got away from work. And it's great what they do, and they do that in every activity they do, whether it's walks that are going on, meets in the pub. Um, I know Joe Sims has got involved recently, the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're doing great stuff, and they've got talk clubs as they as they are running all over all over the country, and also I think they've got one in Australia just been set up, and it's working really really well for blinks. It is, it is sad dementia though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's yeah. Seeing you... the impact of dementia on people in the age is affecting people. We, the oldest client we've got attending now is 103. Blimey. And the youngest is 49. 49. 49-year-old bloke. We've got a 59-year-old lady who can't string a sentence together. So age makes no difference when it comes to dementia. Mm. The lady who's 103 is fantastic. And what a character. And she's doing well. She's I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing well. But the dementia has affected our short, kind of short-term memory. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's awful. But seeing them come to the day centre and seeing them smiling and laughing and just having a good time, which is what it's all about. Yeah. Do, do, is the majority? Is it long-term memory goes or is it short? It's the short term that goes, goes. Um, and that can be a matter of days, matter of weeks, yeah. um, matter of years. So you've got people who have lost the last 20, 30 years of their memory. So they're living living as they were when they're 50s, yeah. for instance. And I think it's the short-term memory generally is an issue because people get a little bit frustrated with, I can't remember this or that. But then it's also in their home, their home environment. Things like we always use, like um, making a cup of tea as an example. Someone going into the kitchen and just flicking a switch on an electric kettle for someone whose last memory of using a kettle was putting it on a hob and boiling oh, it. God, yeah. And all of a sudden they go in their kitchen at home and they pick up their kettle and they're putting it on, potentially on the gas hob. So you go from something which is a bit of an issue that you can't even remember your grandkids' name to potentially setting fire to your house and the safety issues that go with it. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So so what's your thoughts on dementia and football and head in the football? As we all know, it's been a big topic in the last few years. They've done a lot of research into it. And I know with kids football now, they're trying to sort of cut down or cut out in some of the leagues around the country, kids heading a ball. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that evolves over the years in terms of the evidence base. I know in rugby, it's a lot more with the head injuries. But I think now in sort of elite football now, in elite rugby, players get that head injury and they are pulled off. The physios on the side have been trained in that. And while, while they're investigating all and looking into it and looking at what the risk levels are, I think they've got to do that at the moment and not take those chances. I, I think it will have an impact because of because of how the brain functions. But then the flip side of that, I suppose, is a lot of a lot of types of dementia. There's over 100 different types. There's the obvious ones we know of, but a lot of it is affected by pro proteins in the brain. Some of it is the blood flow to the brain. So actually, yeah. is head in the football going to have any impact on that? So it's a really interesting topic. But the thing is, well, the balls nowadays are not like they were when... The Very ball, different. Played, yeah. you know, I didn't play a lot with them, but I can remember getting our first mitre that was waterproof yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's one of our dad's generations were like heading there. Yeah. I mean, it was like heading the medicine ball, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've had some balls, mate. So not yeah. all in the same place, but I mean... <laughs> 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 but that was your job, wasn't it? They grew up in it. The ball since she was a kid, I suppose. Yeah. So, you know, you. Yeah. I, I, I didn't play midfield when I was a kid, but. Did you? No. Badly. Touch <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said something else. Yeah. So, did you see the um, Leeds Marathon? 
Kevin Singer, yeah, Harry Naylor, Gideon, and obviously it's, it's something that's quite close to us because yeah. Singy's was uh, Dave Singleton's was a, a form of dementia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Illness. But it's great work. Great work. Yeah. yeah. No, like I said, yeah. I love it, and uh, yeah, it's be interesting to see how it links in with football over the years. Yeah. 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 So we got to go back to the, the playing days. Yeah. Right. So um, at that stage, didn't we best. Yeah, unless you've got anything else you yeah. want to share before we hit the old... Um, the, ask the best player you play with or play the yeah. games, toughest opponents. We get down to these little... Yeah. So, it's hard to what? Let's go to coach because you're into the coaching and yeah. stuff like that. So, who impressed you the most? The manager... You know, obviously, you're going to say me. Of course. Chris Reserves. Definitely. I learned a lot from Dave. <laughs> so, is it like... Oh, you know, Cricket's still playing. So, who's yeah. the one who... You know, you sort of um, took... No, it can't be Grant You cannot say Grant <laughs> Yeah, just for all our sanity. Now, I'm one of those, I, I like to pick up a bit from sort of all coaches um, in terms of what's good and what's bad. But I think probably overall coach, I, when I, I played for Stockwood Wanderers for a couple of seasons and we had Eddie Trainer up there as first team coach. And as a, as a manager, as a coach, he was great with everyone. He ran some great sessions and he got players playing. He was... A bit of a mix of he could be fiery on his day and getting people going. He could be quite relaxed and chilled. But yeah, just just an all-round good coach and a good guy as well. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that being a good person. When I was at Mangersfield, to play at that standard with Phil Bater, who obviously played and coached at a very yeah. good level, well, professional level, that was interesting. Picked a lot up from there. Um, certainly not to sit too close to him at halftime when you're... Three yeah. 0 down against Yates Town. But cause... where you played it, Rich, it, it, it was important to him to get out and say, "Go and get the ball. Yeah. Just got to do what you've got to do." It because was. Some people, you know, you you do like the football, don't you? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, going again at the other level, like a Jack Grealish. You yeah. know, yeah. I think if he's given the license to go and enjoy yourself and make the team sick, that's what you needed, didn't you? It was, and it's. Cause... I think it's knowing knowing your players, knowing yeah. your players, what they can do. And give them that freedom, but yeah. you can coach so much. Yeah. But it's certain standards you don't need to coach loads. Whether that's no, I just wonder if you had a manager that said, "I don't want you keeping the ball so much." Then it changes your whole game, doesn't it? The way you are as yeah. a player, I want you to just get 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 on the ball, look up, and pass it. Yeah, I, mean, I think being at Pensford with Andy Greatbanks, we were kind of because of the players we had, we were kind of given that free reign to yeah. get out in kind of express ourselves really and yeah. the talent of the players we had there and we scored scored a fair few goals as a club for the three seasons and I think for me it kind of shaped my game as well then so yeah. when I was playing on the wing especially just to get at players take a few knocks or a fair few knocks that I used to but yeah just get at players and sort of enjoy the game really right so all different you're going with the coaches all different many different coaches many yeah. different but yeah I think overall Eddie Trainer. yeah, yeah. Right. right best player he played play with played with oh great question I would say I've been playing with Michael Meeker as I touched on her yeah. on, was fantastic to see um, but then yeah I would probably say he's my best mate and he's an absolute waste of talent because he didn't want to push himself unfortunately it was Liam Farmer right. and he went on he was at Manor Farm he, sat, he ended up sitting on the bench most weeks for them because he wasn't driven he and he had the potential to play the, when he was a bit Bishop Sutton and he's had a fair few clubs as well. Fantastic player. Really, really good player. Just didn't want to sort of push himself. But he's the same in day-to-day -day life as well with yeah. his work. 
he just hasn't got that drive and it's a shame sad to see <laughs> really really is yeah because he was he would have been a really good player so you've praised him up in not today one little sentence <laughs> i'm being polite to him as well he knows what i normally say about him uh, so toughest opponent i've been like playing especially playing wide you must have got some kicks and looked at some players and thought, oh god not him again yeah i think um yeah, I got kicked about by many a player, but yeah, Matt Durbin kicked me yeah. about a bit when I was playing against Broad Plain. He always let me know I was there, normally before the game even started, to be honest. <laughs> um, and when it did, he, he enjoyed it, but we'd shake hands and have a beer after. Um, and, but yeah, just over the years, playing in those Somerset leagues, you come up against some real tough players. Yeah. You go down to your likes of Minehead and Watchet, mm. um, who had good players, but yeah, they'd let you know they're, you're on their patch, to be honest. <laughs> Right. Right. Um, absolutely fantastic. Thanks for taking the time. No problem. With pleasure, in, Rick. It's uh, much appreciated. Yeah, it touches on some the you know subjects there as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. people yeah. listen to this, pick up on that. Yeah. 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 Winging it from Painter and Rico. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank yeah. you, gents. Pleasure. Yeah. Cheers, Rick. Tell me.